Welcome to Queensway Pentecostal Church, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. Church, I hope you've had a great time of worship. Uh, today is an amazing day, like so many are, but today is an amazing day because today is kickoff Sunday. And uh, this is an exciting Sunday in our church calendar. Every year I circle the date, uh, work towards it, plan towards it. And uh, this year carries extra, extra significance, excuse me, uh, because of what's about to come. Uh, it's a different year for sure. How many of you, you can raise your hand, you can even put a hand emoji in the chat if you want. But how many of you would say that this is a different year? Of course it is. Each year, the first uh, Sunday after Labor Day, uh, is our chance to really sink into what God has in store for us during this upcoming ministry year. Our ministry years start in September and really go to June into the summer. So each September is kind of like a new year in a, new, in a sense. This year we're relaunching our kids and youth ministries. There's new challenges, new areas of focus, and a greater need for us to band together, for us to come together and do something significant and amazing in our community. Uh, today, I want you to remember a simple fact. If you uh, take away anything, I hope you remember the message as I get to it in a few moments, but I want you to remember this uh, simple statement, and I want you to carry it with you for as long as you can remember it, and it's simply this, we need you. Queensway, we need you. If you uh, feel that you're a part of the Queensway family, we need you. Even if you're watching this online on Facebook or YouTube after Sunday, maybe sometime next week, I want you to remember this. You're part of our family and we need you. And it's so important in this time for us to uh, do amazing things together. Let me uh, throw it this way. I can't accomplish the plans. I can't accomplish the plans God has for our church on my own. I, I think most of us know that, but sometimes I'm a, little, I'm a little unsure. I can't do it on my own. It's not up to one individual. It's not the responsibility of one individual. It takes many of us coming together. You see, our staff, even our staff, can't accomplish the plans that God has for us on their own. Our staff can't do it. We can't do it on our own. We need you. And let me uh, say it this way. Our board and our staff can't accomplish the plans that God has for us on their own. We can't just do it. Even the, the board and the staff, even if we band together, we can't do it. It takes everyone. We need you. You probably get where I'm going uh, today, we need you to be a part of the Queensway family. Uh, God's plan for our congregation is not limited to one, two, or even a handful of people. It's so much more than that. So as the fall season comes, we pray that you're able to engage with our church as best you can. I know things are different, so I understand it's going to look a little different. Maybe uh, for some of us, that's becoming a youth leader or a children's volunteer for the very first time. Maybe you are sensing that God is leading you into a new season. Maybe that's taking on some responsibilities. Maybe you're thinking, what can I do? I, I'm trying to stay home. I'm trying to uh, do things to keep me and my family safe by doing as much as I can from home online. Well, let me suggest this to you. Maybe it's taking on some responsibilities online for the church so that we can continue to minister to our congregation online. So many folks have still continue to gather with us online in the last uh, number of months. You see, we need 
you. I want to get that into your spirit today. We need you, and you can make a difference in the life of someone in our community, across our region, and maybe even around the world. You haven't even thought of it yet. Well, today we are nearing the end of our series of messages that we started at the... (laughs) Beginning of the summer, whenever that was. This week, I don't know. I feel like the summer disappeared. I don't know what happened. I hope that you are feeling warm in spirit because I feel cold every other part of my body. Anyways, today we are nearing the end of our series of messages on the Beatitudes from Matthew chapter 5. Let's read Matthew 5 together today. It's going to be on the screen if you're watching. And I want you to take note of it. It says this, Matthew chapter 5. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he had sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So today, our word, in case you haven't been following along all summer, today the word for us today is, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall see God. Man, what an amazing promise and declaration. So let's jump into it. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever uh, had to be a peacemaker? Have you ever had to be a peacemaker? Uh, When September starts, I always think, now I hope you can laugh at this, I always think the next thing after September is Thanksgiving. Why? Because that just means turkey. I think that that's an amazing celebration that we would eat uh, turkeys as a family. At least that's a fairly Canadian thing to do. But uh, maybe your Thanksgiving dinners, maybe it's a little more violent. Maybe your family's a little more, I guess, a little excited over who gets the leg, who gets the uh, part of the thigh or the wing. I don't know. Maybe there's duking it out over the mashed potatoes, whether they're the right consistency or not. But maybe you've had to be a peacemaker uh, in a a funny setting like that. Uh, Some of you know that I am a sports fan. I'm not really ashamed to admit I'm a sports fan. It was a tough night uh, the other night with the Raptors, and I'm still reeling from it, but we're proud of those guys. But the truth is, uh, I want to share this little story with you. Four years ago, uh, I was at a Blue Jays game. The Blue Jays, four years ago, were headed into the playoffs, kind of like they are this year, but it was a little different, of course. Uh, Hopefully, they'll get to the playoffs this year. And uh, in that season, I think it was the 2016 season, I attended a few games at the end of of the year against the New York Yankees. And uh, long story short, one of the games there was a bench clearing brawl. A pitcher threw out a player and all hell broke loose. And so here's the deal. All the players were running out. I was sitting just to the one side of the bullpen. And once the benches uh, cleared, then the bullpen emptied. I was really close to the bullpen. I could see the pitchers running out of the bullpen. Oh, man, it was crazy. I was really into the game that night. And as all these situations were developing all at once, players throwing punches, the benches clearing, the bullpen emptying, I had a moment where, I got to be honest, I was ready to go. When I saw these pitchers go and the punches are going and the benches are clearing, I got a little too involved in that moment, and I was ready to go. My natural reaction in that moment was to fight, to defend the honor of the team I was watching. I was caught up in the emotion, and I really... (laughs) 
obviously it was a really stupid thing to be caught up in in that moment. I wasn't really, I, 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 I wasn't really thinking straight, I guess you could say. I was really only thinking of myself. And the thought crossed my mind, and uh, the thought crossed my mind that in that moment I needed to get there to help my team. And as this thought entered my mind, which it was just one of the stupidest things I've ever thought of in my life, I realized that it really wasn't possible. I was in the second deck, so I couldn't get down. And uh, even if I did get down there, I would get arrested and it would have been bad. And oh my goodness, I can only imagine all the crazy stuff. Uh, that would have happened, and uh, oh my goodness, just a crazy moment. But you know, we in the moment we get jacked up, and sometimes we get jacked up so much that we cannot uh, think or even put ourselves in a position where peace or being a peacemaker is our priority. Everyone is happy that my emotion at that baseball game didn't get the better of me uh, that day, but I would. Uh, tell that in that frenzied moment, there was nothing peaceful or peacemaking about me. In that moment of that competition and where I thought I could make a difference and I couldn't because it was, anyways, just, I'm embarrassed to even say it. But the truth is, is that in that moment, I was not peaceful. I was not trying to be a peacemaker. But have you ever found yourself in a position where you are the peacemaker, where you are the one bringing things together, bringing focus, bringing clarity, bringing wisdom to a situation. I'm sure most of us uh, uh, watching this today and a part of our service today have found a time in our lives when we've become peacemakers, at least at some point. At some point along the way, we've had the role of being a peacemaker. I feel like these statements are made all the time uh, these days, but I, I feel like it's a pivotal, a pivotal, excuse me, time to talk about being peacemakers. I feel like it's so important for us to talk about being peacemakers. This is something that Jesus specifically calls us to. That's the great thing about these beatitudes that Jesus is calling us to these things. When uh, Jesus asked, uh, when, excuse me, when Jesus speaks of a peacemaker, he's not talking about a peacemaker who uses conflict to achieve peace. In our world so often, and throughout history really, we can see that uh, conflict is used, uh, wars are started in an effort to bring peace as the outcome. You know, Jesus, I believe, is speaking to someone who is a peacemaker in the truest sense of the word. When Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, I believe he's speaking to that in the truest sense of the word. You see, this peacemaker that Jesus speaks of brings peace into the atmosphere and circumstance that are around them. The, the atmosphere shifts when a peacemaker comes into the room, so to speak. A conflict peacemaker creates a fight or flight scenario in an effort to achieve peace. You know, the, the conflict peacemaker says we must fight to get peace or we must leave and run away because we can't find peace here. And the truth is that's not what Jesus is talking about. I would actually say that's wrong. We shouldn't be fighting to achieve peace. We shouldn't be running away from our problems in order to receive or achieve peace. You see, we can see this throughout history. There's always been bloodshed pain and pain in the midst of peace that begins with conflict. When uh, peace is uh, declared, but it comes through conflict, it's never a good situation. I'm going to keep it really simple for our church today. Uh, whether you're joining us online or in person, the truth is, is that we are excited today and we want to celebrate our kickoff Sunday. But let me uh, give you this first point for today. It's simply this, overcomer. Can you say it with me? 
overcomer. All right, you see, let me ask you this question today. Are you an overcomer? Are you an overcomer? You know, I hope so. I hope you're sitting there in maybe your living room, whatever you're saying. That's right. I am an overcomer, whatever it takes. But you see, church, we must be overcomers. In this text, we are considering uh, that we're considering being a peacemaker. That's what Jesus is calling us to. We must be people who actually bring peace by overcoming evil with good. That's who we're supposed to be. People, we're a peacemaker bringing uh, peace by overcoming evil with good. One way uh, we become peacemakers is simply by spreading the gospel. Pastor, how do I achieve peace in my family? Well, here's one suggestion. I'm sure there's maybe a few options, but I'm sure people would suggest some different options to me. But one of them is simply uh, being a spreader of God's word, a spreader of the gospel, a spreader of the message of Jesus to whoever they come across. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 18 says this, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, One commentator wrote this, and I'm going to read it with us today. It says, in evangelism, we make peace between man and and the God whom they have rejected and offended. Every one of us have rejected God until we ask him into our hearts to live with us forever, to guide our steps, to uh, uh, speak to us and lead us through life. Charles Spurgeon uh, wrote this. The verse which precedes it speaks of the blessedness, blessedness of the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It is well that we should understand this. We are to be first pure, then peaceable. First pure, then peaceable. Our peaceableness is never to be a compact, to be a compact with sin or an alliance with, with that which is evil. We must set our face like flints against everything which is contrary to God and his holiness. The being in our souls is a settled matter. We can go on to peaceableness towards men. First pure, then peaceable. First pure, then peaceable. I love it so much. You see, we can be peacemakers as Jesus instructs us to by defending the oppressed, helping someone who is broken, being reconciliation between two broken adversaries. You see, peacemaking is more than just what happens on a battleground. I want to declare that to you today. Peacemaking is so much more than simply what happens on a battleground. It's a position that we must put ourselves in by leaving our own agenda, our own pride, our own arrogance, and the door, excuse me, we need to leave all, things, all those things at the door and welcome the Lord Jesus into any situation we are facing so that the king of peace, the prince of peace, can have his way in our situations. Commentator John Stott wrote this, It is the devil who is a troublemaker. It is God who loves reconciliation and who now through his children, as formerly through his only begotten son, is bent on making peace. Let me declare this to you today. You are a child of God. And this is our responsibility, is the ministry of reconciliation. That we would reconcile all men to God. That we would be the peacemakers among mankind. The Lord Jesus is bent on making peace. 
The Lord Jesus loves peace. This is how we overcome. I asked you at the beginning, are you an overcomer? Am I, am I an overcomer? We are overcomers. That's who we are. And it comes with us being so focused on being a peacemaker in the situations that come against us. Our second and final uh, point for today is this. Passion, peace, and reconciliation. Let me declare this to you. They shall be sons of God. That's what the scripture tells us. This is a great declaration for each one of our lives. What's the reward for being a peacemaker? You see, you are recognized as a true child of God. That's what the reward for being a peacemaker is. I think that's pretty good, all right? Being a peacemaker is all about breaking walls down around us, around our situations, around every corner of our lives. That's what being a peacemaker is. Blessed are you, the peacemaker. You are a child of God. Let me declare that to you. Blessed are you, the peacemaker. You are a child of God. Peacemakers are blessed to be among the children of God, adopted in his kingdom, the king of kings. He's adopted you and he's adopted me. He's adopted us into his family, surrounded by brothers and sisters throughout history. God is not calling us to meddle in situations in our our personal lives, interfere in everything that we see, busy ourselves with the troubles of everyone else. Being a peacemaker is to be called, counted as a child of God, that we would seek peace in the situations that encircle our lives. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be children of God. Come on, I want you to declare that with me today. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be children of God. Man, I love that to be what people remember me by. Church, these scriptures are full of calling and purpose from Matthew 5. Each week as we've pursued these scriptures, I've just found deeper meaning and a deeper understanding of who the Lord Jesus has called you and me to be. Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, Let me remind us today that we are a called people. That's what Matthew 5 teaches us, that we are a called people. You are not forgotten. You are not at the end of the line. You are not an add-on. You are chosen. You are favored, and you are a son and daughter of the Most High God. Let me declare that to you today. No matter where you are in your circumstance, in the situation you find yourself in, you are a child of God. That's what the word of the Lord would speak to us today. You are chosen. You are a royal priesthood. You are the head and not the tail. None of us is greater than another. No matter our skin color, our background, our situation, our station in life, you are a child of God. I want you to remember that today. I want you to declare it over your children, over your spouse, over your parents, over your grandkids, over your nieces and nephews, that they are chosen, that they are children of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we are, among many things, Christ calls us to be peacemakers in all circumstances, in all situations. I want you to never forget it. You are a child of God. You are a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be children of God. 
never forget it. Well, church, let's pray today. I've kept this uh, qu quick on purpose uh, today. If In case you're watching this um, for our 930 online gathering, you have time to actually join us today uh, for our kickoff Sunday. And I, I, I don't know at the moment, but whether it's raining or not, we are gathering at 1030 for a kickoff Sunday at QPC. And we'd love you to be here for a barbecue. We've even got bouncy castles, rain or shine for the kids to uh, enjoy and for us just to reconnect for a few moments as uh, this fall season kicks off. So I trust you're well. If you're watching this at 1030, then uh, yeah, unless you live a couple minutes away like I do, yeah, we may need to wait to see you till next week. But if you can get here, you're more than welcome to be here. We'd love to connect with you and uh, see you. And if it's a, a, a clear morning and the sun is shining, or even if the clouds are over top but it's not raining, we'd love for you to come by to drive-in church 1030 today. So anyways, let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you that we can gather. We thank you that your hand is upon us, that you are near to us, that you are ministering to us, that you are uh, uh, interceding on our behalf. And Father, would you continue to be with us in these days? We're so grateful. Protect our kids as they've started. Most of them have started their first week of school. And uh, would you continue to be with them and their teachers and all that great uh, all the great people at schools educating our kids. And Father, continue to keep us safe. Uh, allow us to use your wisdom. Give us your wisdom so that we can make the right choices for, our, uh, for ourselves, our family, our children, all that good stuff. So Father, be with us that your hand would continue to be upon us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One last reminder, just briefly, we've already touched on it today, but uh, last uh, Monday we started into our 21 days of prayer. We had an awesome week together. I just want to declare to you that you are most welcome to be with us. We pray, we socially distance together, 7 o'clock. Uh, every day, except on Saturdays, we're gathering at 9 a.m. to give everyone a little bit of a break. But we encourage you to be here for prayer every day, 7 o'clock. God is doing something. God is awakening our church. And whether you're here or not, I want to declare to you that God is going to be speaking to you and God is going to be ministering to you. And I want, I'd love for you to be here with us, to come into alignment with what God is doing and for us to intercede together that our 